will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Walter Brueggemann writes, it is almost pretentious to comment on this psalm. The grip it has on biblical spirituality is deep and genuine. It is such a simple statement that it can bear its own witness without comment. From Feast, the Feasting on the Word series and his advice for how to preach this passage, Pastor David Burns writes, one way to approach preaching Psalm 23 is not to preach it. Just read it slowly, preferably in the King James Version, and then sit down. <laughs> Tempting, but I'm not going to do that. Because we need the 23rd Psalm, and we need it today. If you have spent the last week trying to figure out what to say, what to do about the war in Israel and Palestine, about violence and oppression, or about your own darkest valley, I want to share these words of the 23rd Psalm with you today. Perhaps you've found comfort in them before, reading them aloud at a loved one's memorial service, or meditating on them in a quiet, candlelit room. I've even repeated the opening line as a mantra, walking up a mountain, the Lord is my shepherd. These words bring comfort, but especially when it feels like the whole world is shaking apart. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We are to understand that God is our shepherd and we are the sheep. Look, I followed many a windy sheep path in my sermon research this week, but I've decided to spare you the lecture on more than you could possibly ever want to know about sheep. <laughs> Suffice it to say, sheep have gotten a bad rap. They aren't as stupid as many preachers make them out to be, though they do struggle with eyesight, and they are characteristically followers. The psalmist begins, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And here, a quick footnote to remind everyone that God is not male, but is in fact beyond gender. This is really all about the relationship between sheep and the shepherd giving us insight into the very nature of God. For a sheep to lie down in a green pasture to be led by still waters is all about the shepherd taking care of their sheep. This is about providing food and water, avoiding danger, and then attaining good shelter. The best translation is that God keeps me alive. The sheep doesn't lack anything because the shepherd is providing the basic necessities of life, food, drink, shelter, and protection. So what we have here is someone saying that their life depends solely on God and that God keeps them alive. Though we don't know if this is a firm conviction or more of a plea, as in God keeps me alive or God, please keep me alive. 
and the shepherd leads the sheep down right paths. Sheep don't travel in a big clump. They essentially travel in a column, following one another down a narrow, though well-trod, kind of path, like a single wagon rut that meanders a bit down the hillside. In the words of Rabbi Zalman Schlachter Shalomi, the shepherd leads the sheep down the circuitous paths of righteousness. If I'm gonna be right, then that's how it goes, and you can't be right. But in the circuitous paths, you can be right, and then I can be right. The word zedek, or righteousness, is like a scale. Zedek is also translated justice, like when a scale is properly calibrated and it gives a just measurement. Justice is only justice when it is justice for all. This is the path that the shepherd is helping us to find, a path that is right and just, and not just for one side of the scale. Deuteronomy 16.20 repeats it twice, Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdaf, justice, justice shall you pursue. Tzedek, Tzedek, it should be right for you, it should be right for me. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. This is the verse that most of us know best, and not through book learning, but deep in our hearts. We know what it is to walk through that darkest valley. And I pray that you also know what it is to experience God shepherding you through. Now, perhaps some of you remember what we learned from Reverend Dr. Carl Daw back in Lent as he shared with us his scholarship and his Psalter. He writes, even today in Israel-Palestine, shepherds must often lead their flocks to streams that flow between cave-riddled cliffs, which were frequently used in ancient times as hideouts for bands of robbers. These areas were so treacherous that even the Roman army pursued only the most desperate criminals that far. Because those water-carved valleys are usually deep and narrow, they are indeed in shadow all of the time. Sheep have such poor eyesight that without the help of a shepherd, they might never make it out. God shepherds us through these darkest valleys. Though we may stumble our way through the shadows, hope and trust are the appropriate responses. They keep us moving toward life. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Again, a footnote condemning how Christians through the centuries have used scripture to justify physical discipline. That is not what this rod is for. The rod is used to defend the sheep from predators and often the sheep to give them gentle correction. If you were a sheep and couldn't see well, someone giving you a little nudge away from the edge of a hill or back into the sheepfold or 
toward the more plentiful grass would be a comforting thing. The staff is a walking stick, a crutch, which helps you get where you want to go. It's comforting to know that God is giving our lives a little bit of direction. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And now we've come to it. Psalm 23 is a song of trust. Songs of trust have two things in common, a perceived calamity of some kind, and trust that God will see us through the calamity or disaster. In fact, as scholars often note, in these songs of trust, it is the very crisis that instigates the psalmist to cry out in trust and not, as one might expect, in despair or dejection. Psalm 23 is quiet on the crisis that led to its composition. Rather, it functions to remind the audience of the relationship between God and God's people. And perhaps most importantly, the psalm reminds readers about the beauties of living life in the here and now, even amidst the struggle and fear that grips us. We are to live these very real truths in the midst of a frightening world. The psalm ends with yet another nod toward life and thriving. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Again, the psalm emphasizes the here and now and the ways in which life, even in the world right now, today, can be joyous and banquet-filled. The word dwell in Hebrew, shuf, is something like to return with the desire to stay where one ends up. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. I will claim this household as my home with the shepherd who cares for me. The choice is yours, how you live. You can live as if all of this is true or not true. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. I will choose to live trusting the psalm is true. Psalm 23 gives us a language of trust so that these words that confess trust in God the Good Shepherd might be words that we can speak in the midst of our daily lives especially when we are in crisis. In those times when we are the lost sheep, walking that darkest valley, or set at a table in the presence of enemies, may this melody, this psalm, this mesor get stuck in your head with a rhythm that will keep you going, moving forward toward life. And now, Let's end at the beginning, the first line. The Lord is my shepherd. An extended translation of the Hebrew word rohi or shepherd is also friend. The shepherd is not an unfeeling tyrant bossing those sheep around. The shepherd is a buddy. 
This indicates the closeness of relationship that God desires with us. Can you think of a friend who has helped to shepherd you through some tough times, who has looked out for you, known what you needed, really seen you, helped you face some hard truths, but also helped you get where you could not have gotten on your own? This is what we seek to be as church together, a community of people shepherding one another through the circuitous paths of life. Perhaps you are walking through that darkest valley. We are with you. Need to face some hard truths and maybe experience some transformation in your life? We are with you. Looking to pick up the pieces and get moving in a new direction? Here's a staff. We are with you. Let us face the world bravely together. Eat at a table set in the midst of a world that is hurting and violent. But let us eat at that table together. And when we rise from the table, may the words on our lips be a song of trust that God will shepherd us through. Amen. <laughs>